welcome back to Brunch Talks with Mandy Rose, a place where we discuss today's social issues, highlight some local women, and what's brunch without your favorite drink and some funny stories. So go ahead, pour yourself a glass, and let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Brunch Talks with Mandy Rose. On this episode, I actually have two of my cousins with me so we can discuss a little issue that sits within our family and I know a lot of other Latino families. Um, I have my cousin Sarah from my mom's side. Hey, what's up? And then my cousin Rachel from my dad's side. Hi guys. Um, And we're going to actually talk about the fact that pretty much none of us on both sides of my family speak Spanish. Um... There are a few on my dad's side, like a handful that probably speak Spanish, but on my mom's, none of the cousins, great grandkids, right? None of us. <laughs> none of us speak Spanish. Um, yeah, my dad's is just maybe like, what? what is that, like seven? Seven out of the huge family? Besides, yeah. Well, besides Grandpa Manuel's other two kids. Yeah. I'm thinking about them as well because they speak some Spanish, but not I wouldn't. Fluent. I'm not too sure if they how fluent they are. Rosa, I mean? oh yeah, well them too, yeah. Yeah, those those are the other ones I was thinking about. I was like, wait, I forgot about them, but yeah, those well they're in Texas. They're they're pretty fluent, but the ones here, <laughs> there's probably a handful. Um, so we just want to go into a little history first, and then on each side of the families, and then kind of how it's affected us, the judgment we've seen within our own community, not even like outside of the community. And just why it's something like other Latinos should be knowledgeable about and how you probably could make us feel about it. Um, Cause it's not like we walked out of the room saying, don't teach us Spanish. It was something yeah. kind of chosen by our parents and for a reason too, most of them. Um, that they didn't teach us. But to first to go into my mom's side a little bit, I'll say compared to my dad's side, they're a little more probably well off. Um, But our parents, because so Sarah's mom is my mom's mom. That got real confusing. No, I'm, my mom is your mom's sister. Sister. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Totally threw that off. Sorry, guys. It is brunch talks. We've been drinking a little bit. Um, Yeah, so they're sisters. There you go. But neither of our moms speak Spanish. No. Because our grandma chose not to teach them. Very adamant about, we live in California. Mm -hmm. We live in America. So we speak English. Yes. Everyone here speaks English. (laughs) And from what I've gotten, I don't know, have you ever asked your mom, like, why? Or or even asked Nan, maybe, why? Um, I mean, I've talked to Nani about it. Um, Nani is our grandmother. Yeah, sorry, Nani's our grandma. Um, yeah, she just said that she didn't want to seem too Mexican to other people in the area, to other Mexicans, you know, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Were they was... always in the Doherty area, or were they, like, really from a different area? Um, our grandparents were, our grandma mostly was, basically born and raised in Duarte in yeah. Duarte okay. so um so most of our family on 
So funny side note, really quick. My Nan was mm-hmm. like two doors down from your dad's best friend, right? Yes. Ernie. Remember Ernie? Um, Sarah's, I think it was yeah. Sarah's dad. That's her dad's best friend. Oh, shit. Yeah. So my dad used to go, when he would go with her mom and like in her dad, yeah. he would park in front of Nani's house before he even knew my, my mom. How funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a small world once you start small hearing about world. both of our families. History. Yeah. And there's even connection with the Dominguez's too, right? Like something. Yeah. Something crazy. The Dominguez's that Nani yeah. knows mm-hmm. is the Dominguez from my Aunt Angie and Aunt Anita's dad, yeah. right? Or yeah. something. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. A little craziness. Sorry. Side note, guys. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I've talked to kind of talked to my mom about it a few times. And there was always this like hard, like we're not Mexico Mexicans. Like we don't yeah. speak Spanish and whatever that means. Yeah. And when I was younger, I think I just kind of was like, okay, like whatever exactly, whatever that is. But then as I got older and started like talking to certain other friends that are Mexican and they don't speak it either i realized i think it's like a generational gap in their age range of them wanting to separate from mexicos that were coming over and they're like no we were born here yeah we're different i think that has a lot to do with it also um on our mom's side both of our grandparents were born here yeah our grandma was born in california and our grandpa was born in arizona, arizona. yeah so we don't, I mean, we're not first generation no. here, so. But Grant, from what I can remember, always spoke Spanish. I think his first language is Spanish, because I think he was born in Arizona, and his mom, I think from what I understand, is she moved him to Mexico as a baby. Oh, okay. And he came back to California when he was a child. Oh. I don't know, maybe yeah. eight or something like that. Yeah, because I remember just Grant, like, doing that little English game when we yeah. were kids. Like, my grandpa used to always try to, like, he was learning English when we were younger. So I know that's, that's why I had, like, a harder time communicating. Because he probably knew more English by the time you came around. Yeah. But I had a harder time communicating with him when I was young. Well, he has a, he still has a very heavy accent. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> our uh, grandma doesn't, but our grandpa has, it was his first language, so he still has a pretty heavy accent. But that's weird because he, that didn't, how the heck did he talk to the kid? How did how did he talk to our parents? If our parents don't know Spanish, I don't even know. I never thought about that. I feel like they have to slightly understand, maybe just in simple terms. Possibly. Now I'm thinking about that. That's kind of weird. So so that's a little history on the my mom's side. Um, now my dad's side is a little. I'll say more, I don't, is it more complicated? <laughs> Interesting? <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. A little more complex. <laughs> complex, there you go. Not complicated, complex is a good word for it. Um, I'll let Rachel talk a little bit about it, because Rachel's actually my older cousin, and her mom is the oldest out of, what is, is it 16? With yeah. The oldest yeah. out of 16 on that side of the family, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my God. <laughs> yes. Um, she has a little more history on everything when it comes to that. Yeah, I think her and I have had multiple conversations. I think it was like wanting to know, like, what part of Mexico are we from? Mm-hmm. Um, because I hear like my husband's side of the family where they're from Guadalajara. And it's like, okay, where are we from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what part of Mexico does our roots come from? Um, and talking to my mom 
and about them growing up, they were migrant farm workers. Yeah. So hearing them, you know, picking the cotton, picking the strawberries, whatever, what was season in the time period, that's what they were doing growing up. Um, so did talk to my mom kind of like about her history as a child. And she, they, she was part of segregation. Um, she was part of, you know, African Americans and Mexican Americans having to be in a separate classroom, having mm -hmm. to ride the back of the bus. Um, having to be a part of that whole, you know, going through those changes in America during that time. Um, so she did have to experience all of that. Um, same thing in the classroom, you know, talking down to them like they didn't know English, even though she did know English at the time yeah. when she's like, you know, six or seven years old. Um, so they definitely felt that treatment, that difference between, you know, whether if you were American enough or not as a, mm -hmm. as a Mexican and um, us, her raising us, um, she felt like English was the primary language in the United States at the time. So she didn't feel like it was really necessary for us to use it or to have a tool for it. And definitely if you spoke Spanish outside of the house, you were looked down upon um, you know, like if you're in the grocery store and you happen to speak Spanish during that time period, and this is early 70s, late 60s, you just got that little stare, you know, like you're yeah. being inappropriate. Um, so that's something that has, she has seen some of those struggles for growing up and not her wanting to see us to kind of go through that. So it was trying to basically prove like, I can't help but always go through the Selena movie and talk about like, you got to be more American for the Americans and you got to be more Mexican for the Mexicans. Like yeah. she definitely did have to kind of express that or display that to others that we were American enough and we don't speak Spanish, but there definitely is a separation that you do see between we're not Mexican Mexicans. We're more American Mexicans. It's always yeah. interesting to see that. I get that a lot, especially like I think when I was younger. From a lot of my friends, they're like, "Oh, you're pretty American." It's like I don't like I don't know. This is how I grew up. Like, yeah. But I still like we still grew up. To me, like we still grew up with the old. Even on both sides, we had the oldies. Like yeah. the the low riders were on both sides. Like. Um, Still got the tamales during Christmas. Yeah, I was like, talk about that. I can make tortillas by hand. What are you talking about? Um, but no, and you know what's funny is randomly last week I walked in on my parents um, having a conversation because I guess Joseph, our cousin or your nephew, my nephew on this side was telling my mom, I think he was, he took a Spanish class in high school or something, but he was telling my mom like, oh, I don't remember any of like what I learned. And I guess he asked my mom, like, how come nobody speaks Spanish? And so her and my dad were having a conversation. And I was like, oh, funny, because I'm doing a podcast with Rachel and Sarah <laughs> next week about why you like we didn't learn Spanish. So my dad started talking a little bit about it, too. And he kind of said the same things. He's like, well, I, well, I had already known like some of it. Like, you know, they were the mar migrant workers. That's why my dad was born in like Washington. Um, but yeah. my dad was saying he said pretty much the same kind of what your mom told you is you they were part of the chicano movement which for them because i've heard multiple 
our definitions of that from certain people, but I guess for our family, it meant you were the educated Mexican. You're an active, proactive, you're representing your rights, you're proud for your culture, but you're also a proud American as well. Like you see like yeah. the both cultures in them and you're definitely more like a, an educated, proud Mexican-American. Yeah, and so that's what my dad said. And a lot of my dad's side did go in either, now that I think about it, they either have their, some sort of their education or a lot of them own businesses now. So I could see where they got that. Um, but yeah, my dad was just like, yeah, we were part of the Chicano movement, but my dad and your mom only grew up speaking Spanish. That's the funny thing. My dad doesn't speak it anymore. And I don't think yeah. he really catches on to it at all anymore. Um, and my mom, they grew up not speaking it, but now my mom can speak it. So they like, they flipped. <laughs> it's really weird. I was gonna say, I didn't know that about your mom. Cause like, I remember your mom speaking like Spanish with like having grandma Hetty mm-hmm. or having, you know, great grandma. Like I, I remember her speaking Spanish. She learned it, I think it was kind of like after her and my dad either, I don't know if it was they got married or whenever, but she learned it later in life and my dad lost it. So it was kind of weird, but yeah, my dad said the same thing. It was a matter of survival for them to not speak it, like to survive outside of the house. And I think now for us, when we grew up not knowing it, other people like our age didn't realize that and since we were the ones that didn't speak it they were just the oh you're just not Mexican not realizing like the story behind why our parents chose to not teach us it yeah I think that's the part where you and I were having like you know exchanging text messages like a couple weeks ago I think that's the part that's frustrating to me where a lot of the first generations don't realize having that Mexican-American history especially here in California, or you might see it like in Chicago or certain parts where we landed in mm-hmm. and migrated to. And I think that's the part that's, it's frustrating to me because they don't know that history or they don't know that background and some of the other struggles. Cause you hear some of the stuff with, you know, struggles of some of the African Americans are going through and it's like, we did too. Like uh, it's not as severe as them or not as, you know, as some of the tragedies that they have dealt with. But if you see some of like the lynchings and discriminations, we went through that. Yeah. We have lynchings. You see all of that. And I think that's the part that's frustrating to me to see more of like the first generations that are coming through now. They don't know that and they don't understand or that they don't realize sometimes that there is a history. Like talking about the Chicano movement in the 60s, mm-hmm. like that, going into the 70s, like that was, I would have loved to have been part of that time. Like that would have been amazing to like walk out and, you know, talking to, you know, Ruben Salazar and having him as a teacher for you, like listening to him, like that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. And I know our parents were part of that because I remember my dad always saying like he was part of the walkouts, I think when he was over here at Nogales. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if that it was Nogales or not, but I just know that he said, like, I remember him talking about him being part of the walkouts when that all happened. Um, but yeah, it's really, especially, it's even more interesting when it's other, not even just Mexicans, but other Latin cultures that are the first generation, like, 
they really don't know because we've been here so long what we have gone through in California like you said specifically California I think it's a lot more dominant in California since we're so close to Mexico or not necessarily what we've been through but I guess what our parents went through for them to choose what they chose for us even though I feel like with our mom's side it there wasn't a choice like non just didn't like we're just going to speak English. Yeah, not just didn't choose, but which is funny because she speaks Spanish a lot now. Yeah, that's all she talks so to I everybody else in Spanish. Yeah. I don't understand how they thought that, but she always speaks Spanish now. Yeah, and she'll even tell me like, "You never learned." Like, what do you mean? You never taught any of us. We were always with you. Like, you watched all of us. <laughs> understand that, but yeah, no, I can, I can remember well. I know even like random things like when me and Vanessa, which is Sarah's older sister, have gone out a couple of times, like when we've gone to like Highland Park, Echo Park, all that. I remember one time specifically we went to some, it wasn't really a club, I guess like a bar that has live music. Um, but there was a little like Mexican lady that worked in the bathroom, you know, the people for tips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, she started talking to us in Spanish and me and Ness both caught on to a few words, but Ness was just like, oh sorry like we don't speak spanish and she was like what you guys should be ashamed of yourselves but you're brown yeah Yeah, you're and vanessa's pretty dark so they're like you're brown but like (laughs) she is but she was like well our grandma didn't teach like our moms and then our moms couldn't teach us because they didn't know and she was just like ah like it's like so much shame to them but it's like i don't know what they want us to honestly yeah we could go to learn it but it's still not going to be the same like I tried (laughs) yeah exactly like I think it's also weird like when I bring like I have friends that will ask me like oh why don't you know Spanish and it's like it didn't stop at my mom like my grandparents just never pass it down and a lot of them are just like that's very odd you Mm -hmm. don't really hear that that often yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody else well grandma Hetty she yeah, her she English is pretty good. I was gonna say she spoke Spanglish to us. Yeah, she spoke Spanglish <laughs> most of the time to me too. She did. Like we understood what she was saying because she was talking to us like half Spanish, half English, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. What she's trying to tell me to do. Yeah, but I think maybe if she would have been the one that watched me instead of non. Well, even though my mom watched me most of the time, but I was always at non's. Yeah. Um, maybe I would have had more because the kids that grandma Hetty kind of did have like on angie's kids they all came up with it yep um but yeah no she was pretty good she always spoke to me as good as she could in english and i would try to respond but great grandma that was yeah. i would just look at her like yep <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> whatever you're saying great grandma i felt embarrassed you know like i felt like i should have been able to have talked to her i i d- think i definitely miss like, I wish I would have known Spanish, like, so I could have talked to her and yeah. got to know her. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a big disconnect. Because mm. I feel like even grandpa on our side, if I knew Spanish, it would probably be easier conversations. Yeah, with him, but also with, like, his family. Oh, yeah. Like, his brothers. I don't know if you know. Gabby and all them? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, our grandpa's brothers, most of them... It's all Spanish, right? Yeah, they speak Spanish. So, the, okay, so that that also came up, too, because my mom was like, oh, well, I guess non-side didn't really speak it 
that much, but mm-hmm. Grampside did, but Nan wouldn't let them go to Grampside or something. Yeah, I do know that too. Yeah, I know they said that. Like she, the the kids couldn't go to that side, and that's the side that spoke all the Spanish. So some odd things. Oh my God, <laughs> some some weirdness going Interesting. on. But. But I do know, like I said, that I have other friends that are Mexican, that their families grew up in California as well, that they don't speak it either. And they feel the same thing. Like, I also think it led for me, at least, to a huge disconnect with our culture. And the older I got, I started realizing that and searching for the connection. Yeah. Like, more like, okay, well, if I can't speak Spanish, well, let me find out how other ways I can connect with my culture, either through like art. Um, even like music now um spirituality in certain ways or even like um what is it not herbology harry potter but (laughs) you know what i'm talking about because great grandma used to grow a lot of herbs yes and like yes all kinds of more i guess like a naturalist yes type of things um but i think that's what it kind of did to me is it because i felt that whole disconnect I searched for a connection in those type of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying, I don't know, not trying to prove like, yeah, I am still Mexican, but I guess trying to find what I was missing. Yeah. No, but I feel like like in the sense um, of what you're saying, like feeling like you have to prove something, mm -hmm. but like you're making up for not knowing certain things. Yeah. I think it was like understanding my culture, understanding the background I think it did get tiresome, like, trying to explain, like, why I don't speak Spanish. I feel like every time I explained to somebody why I didn't speak Spanish, I felt like I had to go, like, down this history. So, like, tell me, let me tell you the history of, you know, the 70s. Like, let me tell you, like, uh, like, I told you, Amanda, like, on Nicole, my older sister's, like, birth certificate, like, they didn't even have a label for Hispanics or Latinos at the time, and her birth certificate literally says Caucasian and they didn't have like a label for us so it's it's just kind of crazy to see like in the not until like the mid to late 70s where he actually did see the label of Hispanic and I think that's the thing that's it's always interesting because you you have to give this like a quick history lesson like let me tell you how the way it was in the 60s and 70s you didn't speak Spanish and when you did you definitely were looked down upon and this is why my family didn't teach it to me yeah you do have to explain it otherwise. Because if you just go, oh, no, my mom didn't teach it, then they automatically start, like, making their own judgments. And it's like... Like thinking you're embarrassed of your history or embarrassed yeah. of your culture. And it wasn't even that. Um, I feel like it becomes a big discussion when non-Hispanics or non-Mexicans ask that question, like, do you speak Spanish? Or where is your family from? Yeah. And... You say, like, what part of Mexico? Like, like, my family was born here. Like, this was Mexico. It's a lot lot to explain. (laughs) My husband's family did ask me. That was, like, one of the questions. Probably, like, like in the first meeting or two, it was like, well, where's your family from? Oh, we're all here from California. Well, no, like, where's, like, your, you know, family before here? And it was like, oh, you know, Aguas Calientes, you know, you know, talking about, like, the different areas and, and... It was interesting to see how the way they they reacted to that. Because nobody can really trace it, right? Um, I had asked Grandma Hetty one time, and she said Aguascalientes. But when oh. I did the Ancestry.com, 
it had said Chihuahua. Huh. Yeah. But I did ask her one time, I think I was doing like a project or something. And it was when she was working at the little fabric shop and getting like all the beads and material from her when she was living in Fontana. <laughs> and um, I would think I was doing a project in one weekend and I started asking her questions like, where are we from? Like, mm -hmm. what part of Mexico are we from? Because I don't, I don't know. And I feel like your mom has told me once that there's traces back to the Aztecs. So I always just ran with that. I was like... <laughs> My aunt told me we can trace back to the Aztecs. That's what we is. <laughs> How your mom got that, I don't know. But I'm it. Well, your mom did an ancestry thing too, right? Yes. I still and remember she was showing me. Goodness. We are like 90%. But the, so <laughs> I already told Rachel this. <laughs> so ancestry, it'll it points us as native to the Americans because it, it kind of just blocks off like Mexico, like California, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, like as all of like the original Americans. Yeah. So it just puts us in there. But my, yeah, our side, well, mom, my mom at least was, well, you're even more Native American because your dad. Yeah. But um, was just, awesome. native, yeah, it was just Native to America. And then she had like, what was it? Like a couple one percents like down in Africa, a couple of percents like in South America. She had no Espana, which was good. Yeah. But I was really <laughs> well, we scared. had our separate conversation <laughs> about that one. Yes. Totally. <laughs> well, I was scared because, well, my, my mom's pretty pale. You guys, if you've yeah. ever seen, and our grandpa's pretty pale, but our grandpa's the one that has a little bit of native in him, too. So it's like, how the heck did he get so pale? But I was I like, well, I mean, he's really naturally pale. Like, if yeah. you see his legs, he's pretty white. Pretty white. But I mean, all the years working outdoors, yeah. he's. Brown. brown now but but I definitely yeah. look like I belong to your mom yeah because I'm <laughs> just as white as she is <laughs> yeah which I think also has for you yeah how is that for you um I don't know a little weird I guess I never really felt like I fit in with mm. Mexicans because I'm mm. so light skin so um I would get made fun of a lot by a lot of my friends that were Mexican for not speaking Spanish or not knowing certain things but then I also was clearly not white yeah to non-hispanics or non-mexicans mm -hmm. so it's a little different like um Fimo his parents are like where is your parents from like what part of Mexico like so people definitely could tell I'm not mm. white but I definitely am white but you do know your well at least your dad's side is the what what tribe is that again um, my dad's side is um, Native American to Native to San Gabriel Valley. So the, you're really from yeah, here. <laughs> I'm really from here, <laughs> the Gabrielino Tungva tribe. There so. you go. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I think yeah. So you had it because you were so light skinned, and they're like, "Are you even Mexican?" But then me and Rachel were a little more brown, and they're like, "Well, you're brown enough to be Mexican, but you don't speak Spanish." So yeah. it's just like. And I know, like, even, like, going into the corporate, and I'm, I'm sure that's probably why both mine and your dad and probably, like, some others, like, maybe Aunt Mary and stuff, because they're all in, like, the, they were in the corporate world that at one point it probably wasn't acceptable to speak Spanish. Yeah. And I, and I think now, <laughs> I, I always kind of chuckle because I have, like, the last name now was Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. And then I always have the perception of 
oh, your last name is Gonzalez. Like you must speak Spanish. Yeah. Um, and it's no, I don't speak Spanish or, you know, dealing with a lot of a labor, you know, like associates kind of work. It, it's the majority you have, or there's quite a bit of Spanish speakers and they'll come up to me and they'll start speaking Spanish. And then I let them know, I, I'm sorry, I don't, you know, I don't speak Spanish. I understand quite a bit, but you know, me speaking it back, it's probably going to come back out as Spanglish to you. <laughs> you know, so, I'm going to get, <laughs> or I'm not speaking, you know, appropriate or like, you know, like, I don't want to say professional, but like appropriate Spanish, you know, proper Spanish to them. Yeah. It's more like broken Spanglish to them. And they get offensive to that sometimes as well. That's, a, that's the other thing too, I think, especially in, at least for the California culture, because there's so many different Latinos and there's all the different dialects of Spanish from all the different like El Salvadorians, Honduran, um, Mexicans. Mm -hmm. But then you also have us Mexicans that have been here for so long that have the Spanglish that is kind of yeah improper yeah <laughs> like all of our slang terms that and I think it's just slang is different in general like I have mm -hmm. friends that are very Mexican and they have all of their family that lives in Mexico and they go there and they're fluent in Spanish but they say their Spanish is so different from their families back in Mexico yeah so it's a little bit of adoption of all different yeah. Yeah, California is interesting. Um, but I have had that plenty of times at work, like, oh, you don't speak Spanish? Or them wanting, oh, well, actually, our, my last name, Rachel's, no, well, your last name is different, too. But <laughs> the last name that Rachel's mom had, and then I have right now still, um, doesn't really sound Mexican. I've some people have thought I was black, actually, like coming into like interviews or something. Even my dad's last name being Baldwin, it, yeah. it was it, it wasn't a traditional like Mexican or Latin last name. Like whoever heard of a Mexican with the last name of Baldwin? And I would always get questions. Same thing as well. Like, are you mixed? You know, do you have other backgrounds in there? No, I'm I'm all Mexican. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mine is Alonzo, and that one, I think when everybody hears Alonzo, they relate to one of two things, either Alonzo Morning yeah. or Alonzo <laughs> from Training Day. <laughs> like, it's those two things. So I think when people see it, they don't expect me, and then they're like, oh. And then also when I was younger, I got a lot of like, oh, you look Filipino. So it, it was a weird thing, but. You could see that. Yeah. With your eyes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but our mom's feel was pretty I think that was kind of Mexican I guess mm, I don't know possibly Nons was Mexican Nons I mean, was Sanchez our, our grandma is Sanchez yeah like that was her maiden name no question about it but yeah it was real interesting I just know I I know for sure when I was younger I always felt like a certain way about it always got made fun of and even then like when certain friends would come and hang out and see like they're like oh you really are mexican <laughs> like come to certain family parties or something like 
I'm like, yeah. yeah, no, we really are. It's just sad. Sorry, <laughs> English. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Sorry, I look like this. I don't know. Right? <laughs> yes, we do have a large Latin family. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, you cannot question me on that at all. <laughs> it's huge on both sides. I'm sure it's even bigger on your dad's side, right? Well, 16. So there's 16 aunts and uncles on my dad's side and six on my mom's side. Yeah. And the grandkids are cousins. Yeah, I was actually telling up the grandkids and great-grandkids with Nani like a month ago. How many? And I think there was like um, 20 grandkids, 19 or 20 grandkids. And then there's like great-grandkids. There's already like over that. Huh. For how many? But there's a lot. That's that's a lot. I well, I've never I tried to count, count that side. <laughs> that side, most I think, besides like what my dad, at least everybody. Oh no, my dad even has three. There's at least three in every family, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because a lot I'll of say, people have second marriages. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So sixteen yeah. times three. So I've been drinking. Don't ask me to do math. It's three times it's three times six. Eighteen. Put it up for four. Okay, so that's at least forty-eight, which is more. Yeah, forty-eight. Definitely more. Oh my goodness. Because and that's not including like step cousins, cousins by marriage. Yeah, I didn't include those. Okay, that, that's why I was like, yeah. there's more. Okay, you there didn't is more. The bonus ones. Yeah, I okay. didn't include the bonus cousins. <laughs> That's what we call that them sounds, on that side. That I don't know why. Bonus cousins. Yeah, we would call them bonus cousins. That's cute. But there, there's a. I would say there's at least fifty on my dad's side of immediate first cousins, at least. But there's probably more. Going on to the second round of them. That's crazy. Good luck. Yeah. I don't even. I wouldn't even know half of them. What was Christmas like? <laughs> that was the one crazy thing. We never really had big Christmases, right? Like. Everybody was always at somebody else's house or their, mm-hmm. you know, their partner's houses. Um, it's not very many. Do you remember coming over to the parties at my mom's and dad's house in Balm Park? Yes. I was going to say that's the only thing I ever remember was we would have Christmases with you guys when we were way younger. And then there the would last... Be a... Oh, go ahead. There would be like a couple of parties where like Uncle JJ, Uncle Miguel... Um, like Aunt Mary, when she was here in, in California, like they would like come over, your mom and dad would come over and they literally would sit as kids like in front of the TV and watching movies while they just like hung out, listened to music and everything. So I think those are probably like the only times that I really remember like having a huge family around. Yeah. The last one I remember was I think Grandma Hetty's last Christmas before she passed at Uncle, mm. Uncle Boney's house. Yeah. But that, I think, was, I don't want to say forced, but it was kind of forced because everybody knew, like, we had everybody to knew. Because even Uncle yeah. Ernie drove out, right? I think that Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, that was one thing I always thought about, too, as a kid. I'm like, we have this huge old family. There's never been once to have, like, a actual, like, we don't have family things. Yeah. I think when we were smaller, we did. Like younger, yeah. at my at our nannies, we used to every Christmas Eve. We would Eve. do Christmas Eve. Yeah. And everyone would fill the den with presents. Like I remember yeah. all of us going and being there late and doing tamales and stuff. But that's probably why I didn't have Christmas Eve with you guys because I was over here. 
making yeah because we made tamales that night and then we would come back christmas day and half the time you guys were like living there anyway so you guys would be there but yeah so we had it on that that side but not necessarily on my dad's side okay which i don't know it might be hard probably to get all those together anyways yeah i know there's been multiple talks of trying to have like family reunion and i don't know if that would ever really happen uh, yeah i don't see that happening but good luck yeah. anybody that's trying to do that <laughs> have fun oh man um but yeah so we just kind of wanted to talk about this because i think it affects a lot of us that are I guess, what are we, second, third possible generation? But two of being the Mexicans that are here, I'll say in the Southwest of the United States, at least, um, just because, like you said, there is a different history here than there was other places and for other different um, Latino communities. Like, they went through a whole different time era here that speaking Spanish was taboo and a negative thing. And they just, I, I could see it now. I think when I was younger, I, I didn't understand that. But as I got older, I'm like, I could see it now. Like they didn't want us to go through that same thing, not knowing that we wouldn't have went through it because times have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all they know is what they went through. And they just wanted us to be able, I guess, to have the best chance, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, to... I think it's just important to share with other people, especially in our own either Mexican culture or other Latin cultures. Like, I don't feel like there's a need to continue to shame us for it. Like, yeah. It wasn't that we're not Mexican enough. Yeah. Like, stop hating on each other, guys. Trying to... We should hate on things like ice and shit. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the part that's really frustrating because, like, it, you know, talking about, like, the history, like, I I hate that we always have to give a history lesson. Like, mm-hmm. know more of your background or normal or your history and struggles that all of us have gone through. And, and I think that's the part that's so frustrating. Yeah. And then, I've like schools don't teach any of this which i feel like at least in california there should be some sort of something on the chicano movement like it was huge out here but of course the only time i really ever learned about it was finally going to college and taking like a mexican-american um class history class and that's the only reason why i think i really got more exposure or understanding and then knowing that my mom went to Lincoln during the time of like the walkouts and dealing with all of that stuff and I think that's when I really got to like start questioning my mom Mm. once I started understanding more of their their history and their background and then it made sense to me why and then also too with like some of the labeling you know it made me really curious like I had to go look at Nicole's birth certificate and see what you know when they were talking about like the Nixon you know, during the time that he was like president, I had to go look at her, her birth certificate just to see what she was labeled as. And, and then I looked at my birth certificate, and I thought it was like, like, oh, my goodness, it is true. Like, it's not like some conspiracy theory. It was true, you know, like, 
on mine, it's labeled as Hispanic, but, and I, like I mentioned to you, I still despise the title of Hispanic. Um, until I did my ancestry and found out, yes, I'm 62% from Spain. So yes, you can call me a Stop true it. Hispanic. <laughs> um, but I think um, not until I really started questioning my mom and, and started talking about our history in the background, knowing that they were migrant, migrant farm workers, realizing their struggles. And, mm-hmm. and I think that was one thing you know, one summer taking the kids on a trip to San Francisco and going through, you know, Bakersfield, going through some of those agriculture areas and letting the kids know, like, look at that. Like, that's what grandma and your great grandpa, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had it without struggles. It's really crazy. I know my dad was saying, like, even when he was a kid, he had to wear, um, a name tag because he didn't know English but that was the only way to get him home it was like his yeah. name and I don't know if it was their address or just like drop him off here mm-hmm. but that was the only way he can get home because he didn't know English so the bus driver like had to look at his tag on his clothes yep oh. I remember my mom talking to me about that and she just said that she didn't like the teacher pinning her clothes because that was like their best Sunday wear when they would go to school and she would get so mad when the teacher would just pin it wherever <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I could yeah, it probably was their best Sunday wear. I yeah. So yeah, it's interesting, but I think just like any other culture, we just have a lot of I don't wanna say hate within our own, but maybe misunderstanding and judgment within our own. Lack of knowledge. Yeah. That it's like we're still all the same guys. Like we still all at some point came from Mexico, even if I can't pinpoint exactly where, like <laughs> came from there somewhere. Um, I think just because we don't speak it, it doesn't mean we don't love our culture or love who we are. Yeah. And then I've always had this real personal issue with Spanish as well, that it came from Spain. It didn't come from Mexico. Like, you want to go back to what Mexico spoke it wasn't originally Spanish it was the Aztec and the Mayan language like that was always been my thing too like don't don't get too high up on yourself like you're speaking Spain Spanish that you adapted and turned it into a Mexico Spanish which is all good like I get it it is our language but if you want to go back into the roots it goes deeper than that like but that's just a personal issue I have with it (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, we just wanted to come on and talk about it because like I said, I feel like it's a pretty important issue within our own culture. Just because I've seen friends from both sides, friends that don't speak it, friends that do speak it and look at us differently because we don't speak it. Um, any last words from you, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Put on the spot. <laughs> You're going to try to, would you try to learn it to teach? Well, you already have Nolan, but would you want Nolan to learn it? Um, I would like to, but it's also kind of hard. He's like um, half Filipino. So (laughs) like on that end is the same situation. Like his dad's parents don't, didn't teach their kids to speak their native language. So he kind of has it on both ends. Like he's half Filipino he'll never learn Tagalog because his dad doesn't know Tagalog. 
I don't think I realized Damo didn't know that. Yeah, he I thought he just didn't really speak it. I thought I don't know why I thought yeah. he knew it. There so you he's, go. Yeah, Damo's the same. Like his parents didn't didn't teach him, so he's not able to pass it to Nolan. And I never learned Spanish, so I can't pass that to Nolan. I would like to. Dang Nolan, sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, I missed out on two <laughs> two languages. Could have been what is that trilingual? Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> and then Rachel has yeah. kids as well. Do, have any of them tried to learn it? Well, do they know it because of um, your husband's dad or your husband's parents' family? No. And that, that was one thing that Jalen did express recently as well, that she wished that she did learn it um, or try to learn it growing up. Because um, that's the one thing, like, Edgar speaks Spanish, like, more like the Spanglish. Um <laughs> But he just never really taught the kids. And it wasn't until they were around his family that they really, that's what they primary, they'll speak, you know, like they, they know English, but they, that's what they're most comfortable with is Spanish. And, and I think that's one thing. It's kind of funny because Isaiah, like him being six years old, like he tries, <laughs> he tries and he tries to pick up certain words and he'll hear me like say certain terms or certain slang and he'll say those little remarks. Um, like I'll be like, I need you. And then he'll like later on, I hear him starting telling me like, I need you. <laughs> so funny. Um, but, but yeah, they all, all three of them, they don't, they don't know it. And I think Jalen, she definitely does regret that. Like with my father-in-law, like passing away two years ago, she wished she would have been able to speak to him more and you know be comfortable with speaking Spanish with him because his sister always spoke it too I feel like I remember her Mm -hmm. yeah they both speak it yeah Mm -hmm. both him and his sister speak it but with me not speaking Spanish I think it was more so of him not really having anybody to conversate it with in front of the kids um like I just remember like we would start it off with like you know basic simple words with them but we just didn't follow through with it got it yeah, it's an interesting subject, guys. But I think overall, it's just the let's stop passing judgment on one another. So we're trying to get by with this. Um, it's reasons for everybody. I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably different reasons that other Mexicans out there might not speak Spanish. It might not just be all this, but these were our reasons that we felt like probably a lot of people wouldn't know. I'm sure there is a lot of people that don't know anything about the whole Chicano movement at all um, or anything about what they went through and how not speaking Spanish was the way of like survival for them. Um, So it's always good just to learn and educate yourself on stuff before you make a judgment on something. Um, But yes, um, I just want to thank you guys both for being on and talking about our families a little bit. I don't know if anybody from our family will listen to either one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry if they do and they hear stuff they don't want to hear. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you guys for being on. Thank everyone for listening. And I hope you guys tune in next time. Thanks. <laughs>